What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Letterman Lounge. That's right. We are back with some recruiting coverage after a nice little hiatus from this show. We are back. That is Matt Parker. I am Spencer Holbrook. We are going to chat all things Ohio State football recruiting, all things Ohio State recruiting. Uh, Matt, that's basically the gist of it. Welcome back into the show, man. Hey, it's, it's nice to be back. The lounge is comfy and cozy. It's, it's finally feels like fall outside, too. As is the Letterman Lounge message board. It's nice, comfy, cozy in there, too. We're answering questions all at all times. Uh, we'd love for that to be more active. Uh, make sure you check that out for $1 for just one year. Get that plug out of the way already in this show. But, Matt, uh, we're not going to talk too much about, about business dealings and the Letterman Lounge. We are going to talk in the Letterman Lounge about Keon Keeley, the upcoming visitors to the Wisconsin game. Not going to catch up too much on what's happened in the last month just because there has been so much, and that Notre Dame game was such a big visit weekend. Um, but we had some football stuff to deal with, um, other things to, to work on. And now we're back to recording some Ohio State football recruiting podcasts, so let's get into it, Matt. Uh, Keon Keeley, the five-star, I believe number three overall player in the country, defensive end from Berkeley in Tampa, Florida, uh, high school. He will be visiting Ohio State for the second time this season, the second time in September. And Matt, simply put, that is um, a big deal for Ohio State. Yeah, you can't you can't overstate or understate just how important it is for Ohio State and how important it is that Ohio State got the second visit. Uh, like you mentioned, Keon took his official visit to Ohio State on. September 3rd for the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Yes, against the program he was formerly committed to since June of 21. Yeah, June of 21. Um, and we've really seen this relationship between Keon and Ohio State really take off in, in the public eye, um, more so in the last couple of weeks. Chad Simmons, the director of recruiting for On3, um, confirmed the news that Keon was visiting, is visiting this weekend rather, um, on Sunday, I believe it was, with a simple text message from Keon that said, I got my plane tickets tonight, um, which goes to show that, A, the, the unofficial visit, the fact that Keon and his family have spent their own money to come back to Columbus um, is, is major. I mean, you cannot overstate just how important that is, how important of a player that Keon would be to this 23 class, which this 23 class I feel like has been so unique in the sense of it's had its ups and downs. You know, we, in the summertime, we talk so much about once the, you know, the defensive guy, one of the defensive guys really going to join this class. And, you know, the, we saw Ohio state, you don't want to say miss out, but you saw Ohio state miss out on a lot of their defensive targets, uh, namely, Caleb Downs, Tacky Curtis, Troy Bowles. Um, you know, they had Dejon Johnson decommit. And this this defensive class has gotten some boost with Arvell Reese uh, deciding to not do the Glenville thing and waiting until the end of the cycle. Um, and then Jaden Bonsu making his decision. All of that to say, yes, Keon will be on campus. And that is absolutely major for Ohio State. Now, we can't make it too big of a deal for Ohio State. I understand the second visit, the unofficial side of things where he's coming back on his own dime. He did the same thing in the spring, um, came up and saw Ohio State, even though he was then committed to Notre Dame. 
And of course, there's the uh, massive, massive elephant in the room. Yes, that is a pun because he will be going to Alabama in two weeks for Alabama, Texas A&M on an official visit where, um, again, simply put, Matt, Nick Saban, um, that staff is going to absolutely roll out the red carpet for him. Um, that's a place that we know from talking to sources and to um, you know people in the On3 network, Keon's family loves Alabama. Uh, Keon's family loves Nick Saban. Keon's family also had was wowed by Ohio State on his official visit um, in that September 3rd game for Notre Dame. So I don't think the family dynamic is something that's hurting Ohio State anymore because I thought I think that it might have been before the official visit um, with just his not that Ohio State he didn't his family didn't like Ohio State it was that how much his family liked Alabama. I believe that Ohio State kind of shored things up there and and made them know you know what kind of program it is when they visited on September 3rd, but that October 8th visit to Tuscaloosa to T-Town is going to be absolutely huge for this recruitment. Um, he was at Alabama for a barbecue in June. Ohio State de- declined to hold one of those, I believe, because they were hoping everybody would just come for the Notre Dame game, which they did. Um, but now he'll have two visits to Ohio State uh, this fall and two visits to Alabama within the last few months. Uh, Florida is still obviously there. He just visited Florida. But I think this is shaping up Ohio State, Alabama, with those two starting to pull ahead. And now it just comes down to uh, what my former coworker and I used to talk about all the time, comfort and relationships. And that's what is going to be the driving factor here. Is it Larry Johnson or is it the Nick Saban program, Ohio State or Alabama? I think also um, it's significant that it's two visits in the fall for Ohio State for Keon because the defense, you know, that that Notre Dame-Ohio State game, that was the first time that we've seen that we got to see Ohio State play in Jim Knowles' system. And now that it's week four of the college football season, which is hard to believe already, but with it being week four of the college football season, now now you're going to see this Ohio State defense not only playing in this system, but comfortable in this system, which means that there's going to be a lot more plays made. There are going to be different play calls, different looks. Ohio State can present, and we've heard we've heard Jim Knowles talk about that they really haven't shown anything. You know, it's just been such a base. And Keon gets to see this now for the second time. Because with Alabama, you know, I feel like you would only have to take one visit during the fall because you know what you're going to get. You know, they've had consistency, especially on the defensive front. Nick Saban being a defensive guy, you're going to have consistency with that Alabama defense. So you're going to go there and you're going to see what it looks like and you're going to know what it looks like. Whereas with this Ohio State defense, um, it hasn't been – they haven't had the most consistency in terms of coaching. And now that they do have that consistency – this is big because Keon got to see it in week one, what it looked like, you know, the red cutting of the ribbon for that defense. And now there's that comfortability with the guys on Ohio State's defense. And, and we've heard them talk about it in the Woody Hayes um, Athletic Center, how comfortable they are playing in this defense now. And now recruits get to see that comfortability. And it, it's a big, t- it's their Big Ten opener against Wisconsin, the primetime game on ABC. Ohio State is wearing, you know, alternate uniforms. It, it's it's a recruit's dream to to come to this, to come to this game. Maybe not a recruit's dream, like you know, the be all end all, but it, it it's major in the fact that it's two fall visits. Whereas 
that Alabama, the Alabama visits, it was for a barbecue, it was laid back, you know, the coaches were laid back, stuff like that. And then he's going to, I believe it's the Alabama, Texas A&M game. Um, and we've kind of seen in, in the rough draft of this, of this video, which is lost in the archives. We talked a little bit about uh, how Texas A&M has kind of shown what they are and Maybe that Alabama-Texas A&M game has lost some of its lust, if you will. I don't know. That might be just be my personal take on it. But point in case, it, it's I think it's really good for Ohio State, the fact that they get two visits during the fall as opposed to, you know, having a barbecue in, in like July or whatever and then having just one game day visit. Yeah, Ohio State – you know, could have probably had Keon up in June um, and and decided to instead host him for the Notre Dame game. I think that's partially because Ohio State knew that Larry Johnson could still get some time with him either on Saturday morning or Sunday after, you know, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Uh, he could finally see the defense that he could be playing in. Um, that That's probably a big part of this. And just the idea that, you know, that Brian Day talks about it all the time. These visits on game days are, are atmosphere visits. They're not you know, spend a bunch of time with the coaches' visits. I think Keon was able to do that a little bit when he came up in the spring. Um, he knows exactly what the coaches are like at Ohio State. He knows what the coaching staff is like at Alabama. Um, this, this isn't a, you know, let's just continue to sit him down and preach to him. This is a look at what you can play in front of. Um, and, you know, it, you're going to get the perfect fall night in Ohio, uh, in Columbus on Saturday night, Ohio State, Wisconsin at 7.30 on ABC. Um, you're also going to get, uh, you know, a raucous crowd that, that loves the blackout um, or the wear black theme as Ohio state is trying to dub it. Um, it's a blackout folks. Come on. But you know, th this all just points to a, a clash of heavyweights between Ohio state and Alabama. We've seen Ohio state lose plenty of these battles to Alabama. Um, I, I think their chances are increasing with Keon Keeley. I think that relationship is growing, um, but he is definitely the headliner of this weekend's visits. Um, but there are also some other guys that are coming up to visit Matt that we should probably talk about guys who have seen their rankings in the on three uh, rankings released this week uh, kind of fluctuate a little bit. Uh, let's talk wide receiver a little bit. Brandon Ennis will be back up in Columbus for this game. He announced that on Twitter a few weeks ago, and now he's just, you know, he wants to come back, see Ohio state and Wisconsin battle it, battle it out. And uh, I think that's pretty big for a guy um, who according to on three has dropped five spots in the, in the latest rankings. Um, you know, I don't make those rankings. I, I hope you don't blame me for those rankings folks. Um, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I don't see how uh, Brandon Ennis has continued to fall in the rankings. He's, in my opinion, the best receiver in the country um, in this 2023 class. Uh, Bryson Rogers will be on campus. He's currently dropping as well. Um, but but for Brandon Ennis, um, you know, he'll be on campus. Bryson Rogers will be on campus. And it, it's pretty wild to me that, that he's he's fallen based on the, the senior tape that I've seen. He's been nothing short of spectacular. And another name that, that you didn't mention that I'm still working on confirmation for, but I do believe will be in Columbus, is Carnell Tate. That's another name that his rankings, you know, it, it's only a couple of spots, but but those spots matter, you know. And they only matter because they affect class ranking and, and, and stuff like that. And if you're Ohio State, you obviously want to have a number one class. I believe Ohio State has the number three class at the moment. But to your point about Brandon being there and tying that, I want to just tie that back in into Keon for just a quick second, and then we can go down the route of evaluations and kind of discussing that. Um, 
not only will Brandon, uh, Brandon Ennis be on campus for that, but also Luke Montgomery. And those two have become, you know, the, the class captains uh, of this 23 class, if you will. And, you know, we know, we know how Luke Montgomery has become, you know, the, the public recruiter for a lot of guys, you know, it's always, Hey, you know, Ohio state come home, stuff like that. Um, which I feel like there has to be at least one guy in every single class and every single program that has to be like that. Um, but also just in, in conversations and stuff like that, you know, these kids, they all talk to each other too. It's not like they just tweet at each other and stuff like that. And, you know, they have the opportunity to spend more time face to face and just say, Hey, you could be part of this. You know, we can do something here. You know, we have, we have something to prove here. We have something to build here. Um, so they could just make their, make their pitch yet again, but to evaluations, you see a guy like Brandon Ennis who routinely makes these amazing catches, runs these amazing routes. Um, you know, there was, there was a play a couple of weeks back that he released on Twitter where uh, he's just off the line, just, just burns a guy. And to whoever that cornerback is, I mean, no disrespect. Uh, I'm sure you're a talented player, but you're going up against a five-star consensus wide receiver. So that's, that's going to be a tough look no matter how you play it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, like you said, we don't make the we don't make the the we don't do the evaluations. We don't make the rankings, and I wouldn't want that job. So, full disclosure, wouldn't want that responsibility. But this is a guy who week in and week out is producing video game numbers for American Heritage, and he's he's going to be one of the next wide receivers to come through Ohio State. I didn't and get that? Could you try again? Siri talking to me right there. Sorry about. That. <laughs> um we're uh matt we're leaving that in okay that's fine i uh just on a super unimportant note since since it brought up i recently changed my siri voice to australian and it's i've having some issues with it <laughs> but anyway going back to uh brandon ennis this is a guy that week in and week out puts out video game numbers for American heritage and to see the drop. My only question would be is who's, who's doing more than what he is. That's my only question. Yeah. And, you know, Charles power, the guys at, at the national site on three do a fantastic job with these rankings, obviously. Uh, and, and it's not all gloom and doom for Ohio state in the national rankings for on three, uh, you know, Jermaine Matthews continues to rise. I think he's the 47th best player in the country at this point. Something around there. He moved up 20 spots. Calvin Simpson Hunt has moved up again. Um, he, he's a corner that on three really, really projects as a, as a potential superstar. Luke Montgomery is the number one four star in the country, according to on three, who's knocking on the door of five star status, Matt. And to be quite honest with you, I expect Luke at this point to become a five star in on three's eyes. His rise and continued rise, continued size gain, um, he will be a tackle at Ohio State on three as I'm listed as an interior offensive lineman because of a future down the road ultimate projection, which, you know, I could see that I could see him ultimately ending up as a guard right now he's being recruited to Ohio State, and he's committed to Ohio State as a tackle um, on three sees him eventually as a guard. I'm not going to argue with that that's that's a fair evaluation. Uh, but right now he's a tackle and he's a four star uh, guard interior guy who should be a five-star in my opinion and will be by the end of this cycle. Uh, Noah Rogers is a five-star. That's good news for Ohio State. Keon Keeley is a five-star. 
a couple other guys that they're still in on, a couple, even a couple guys who are already committed to other programs elsewhere uh, among the big boys are five stars that Ohio State is certainly not out on um, as a little teaser for maybe what's to come later in October uh, for visits. Um, but, you know, it's not all doom and gloom in these rankings. Um, and, you know, it's a tough job. It's a thankless job. And uh, I think the folks at Unbring do a pretty good job of these rankings. Um, one you guy who's not make- – you can never make anyone happy either to yeah. have the oh, yeah. rankings. One guy, Matt, and as we close out, who's not ranked in the top 300, according to on three that I'm intrigued by just to see where his ranking ends up when it's all said and done and full disclosure, folks, I did not bring this up to Matt. So he's getting a, a surprise here <laughs> is, is quarterback Brock Glenn, who, you know, Ryan day sees him as a potential Ohio state quarterback. He's a guy who, you know, you think about the progression from, C.J. Stroud to Kyle McCord to Devin Brown, and then everyone just assumes it's to Dylan Rayola. But you've got Brock Glenn in this 23 class. Ohio State didn't just take him to take a warm body to put in that quarterback room, Matt. Uh, They took him because they think that he can play at a high level for Ohio State um, and ultimately end up competing for the starting job. Uh, He's not in the top 300, but if he's a guy that Ryan Day thinks he can handle – you know, the the quarterback room and he and Corey Dennis have done the evaluation and they see Ohio State potential in Brock Glenn. I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be a top 300 guy. And when the senior stats play themselves out and the senior tape shows itself, I won't be surprised to see Brock Glenn continue his rise up the rankings into the top 300. I'm not sure if he deserves to be there right now based on the tape, but when his senior year is all said and done, it's not going to surprise me at all to see Brock Glenn rise up and become a top 300 player according to on three. Yeah, this was a guy that I was real excited about when we caught wind that he was going to make his commitment to Ohio State. And I got real excited about that because of all the reasons why you said that he needs to be talked about. You know, everyone, they see that C.J. Stroud to Kyle McCord to Devin Brown to Dylan Rayola, but there's a gap there. You know, and you and I have talked about this so, so often um, behind closed doors about how, you know, Ohio State wide receiver coach Brian Hartline doesn't offer anybody. Well, Ryan Day and Corey Dennis are more selective about who they offer than Brian Hartline is. And, you know, for Brock Glenn, uh, I think, I believe that he, he camped with Ohio state in, in June and shortly after picked up that offer. And then a few months after that camp is, is when he made his commitment and he's not, you know, he's not some slouch. I think everyone is so fixated on on how top heavy the 23 quarterback class has been. But if you look in the layers of it, there are some talented kids. And Ohio State certainly got a talent with Brock Glenn. There was that video last week that he released um, of him going through every single guy on the defense, you know. And I think, you know, his size – on the top of my head, I think he's about six one, six two, buck eighty, buck eighty five, something like that. So okay, he enrolls early. They get him to one ninety, something in there, one ninety, one ninety five. If they like him at that weight, this is a guy that has all of the tools to be successful at Ohio State. He has, and and, and you're right. You know, you talk about the tape and, and what he's shown, and this is a this is a guy who's going to continue to get better. His ceiling hasn't been established yet. And I think that's something that that's really exciting for Ryan Day and for Corey Dennis. You know, they don't they don't take guys who have established ceilings. Um, You look at the progression that C.J. Stroud has made from year one as a starter to year two. And 
from year one, beginning of his first year starting to being a Heisman finalist. You know, what 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 Ohio State and what Ryan Day and what Corey Dennis do with quarterbacks of all talents, of all skill sets, of being a five-star top 10 player, four-star, not even a top 300 player is incredible. They took, they offered Brock Glenn for a reason. They offered him for a reason. He's coming to Ohio State for a reason. And I think he's going to enter Ohio State with that prove it mentality, which if we've seen anything from an Ohio State quarterback that has a prove it mentality, looking at you, CJ Stroud, looking at you, Justin Fields, um, they do pretty good things. They do pretty good things for Ohio State behind center when they have that kind of mentality. And he's just the next guy in line to do that. And I'm real excited for when he gets to campus. I'm real excited for that. So full disclosure, Matt, the thing about Brock Glenn that kind of surprised me a little bit is that he didn't visit Ohio State. He didn't camp at Ohio State. And, you know, Austin Novosad did and earned that offer. We expected to see Brock Glenn in June at a camp, and he was yeah, slated to yeah. come camp. And he didn't camp, and yet they still liked him. Ohio State is one of those programs, you know, uh, as an eighth grader, they saw Quinn Ewers throw. And, you know, they offered him. You know, they, they went out and saw C.J. Stroud throw. Uh, you know, they they went at they made sure to see Kyle McCord throw. They made sure they went and saw Devin Brown throw the football before you know get making sure that that was the guy that they wanted. Um, they did not see Brock Glenn throw in person, and that's the thing that I think excites Ryan Day and Corey Dennis on the film that should catch the eye of talent evaluators. That if Ryan Day and Corey Dennis can only watch the film and see Ohio State potential in him, talent evaluators. You know, albeit any network, any recruiting network should see that and think of that as, okay. if they see it, what are we missing? Maybe we should review the film again. And so, you know, again, this is a very, very difficult job. I expect Brock Glenn to be in the top 300. It's understandable to me right now why he's not in the top 300 because the overall body of work. But if Ryan Dan, Corey Dennis are throwing a piece of film on in the Woody Hayes and seeing what they need to see from him. I think talent evaluators should take another look at Brock and see if he is a top 300 player. Um, but that's just an aside um, that I, th- I do think Brock will end up in the top 300. I think a couple other Ohio state guys um, that are not in there currently will end up making their way into that top 300. You will see Ohio state finish with a top five class. I do not expect Ohio state at this moment to finish with the top class. Um, I think that's just a, a different battle all in itself. Um, but the talent evaluators say that Ohio state's got a pretty, pretty damn good class right now, Matt. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't think you do either. No, I'm not going to disagree with that. To play devil's advocate to your closing comment on on Brock Glenn, however, uh, which my fault. I thought he did visit. Oh Glenn no, is- you weren't here yet, Matt. And that's the thing. You, that's why you know I, I just wanted to make that you know Matt. Full disclosure: Matt was wasn't with Letterman Row yet. He was he was uh, not at recruiting camps in June, and so he got a little bit of a late start this summer. Um, you know, but I I became the the recruiting guy, uh, I guess, in June. And uh, we were excited to watch Brock Glenn, all of us guys that, that cover that. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't make the trip. And Ohio State still offered it, kind of surprised me. It took me, uh, you know, by a little bit of shock. But now that you watch the tape, I think that it's warranted that he had deserved that offer. And now he's in the class. Well, to play to play devil's advocate, if you looked at Ohio State's quarterback situation for this class um, at the time when they had offered him, they didn't have one and it was a battle 
for Austin Novasad, who was a bit, who is a Baylor commit and has reaffirmed his commitment very strong, not even looking at other schools anymore, I believe is the case for him. Um, but Ohio State didn't have a quarterback, and Ohio State isn't one to uh, utilize the transfer portal as a first option for a quarterback. They wanted a high school quarterback to be in this class just to have that, you know, that unity for the class to bring in a fresh guy, no college experience uh, into their quarterback room who can be, who can learn things from the start, who can have his foundation built at Ohio State. So you have to wonder, I don't want to use the word desperation, but you have to wonder, the thought process behind that offer aside from just looking at the film and, and being impressed. And that's not a shot on Brock Glenn by any means. I think I'm the number one Brock Glenn fan at Letterman Row for being quite honest with you. You can go back and watch our video that we did about his commitment and how excited I got uh, about his commitment, but you just evaluating the landscape and, and kind of taking a step back, you have to wonder what was going through Ohio state's mindset uh, at the time when they decided to offer him without even seeing him throw. Definitely a tools uh, offer, not, not a, not a performance and production offer. They see the tools. They like that. They like the tools. They, they extend that offer. Um, Ohio state's extended offers to a lot of guys, including Keon Keeley, the five-star defensive end who will be at Ohio state uh, as they take on, as it takes on Wisconsin on September 24th on Saturday at seven 30 inside the horseshoe for a primetime blackout kickoff. It's going to be rocking in the horseshoe on Saturday, Matt, um, we'll be there. Matt will be down on the field. I'll be in the press box. Uh, Keon Keeley will be there. Brandon Ennis will be there. Bryson Rogers will be there. A handful of other recruits. It's a big weekend, folks, uh, to say the least, for the football team and some of the future Buckeyes, maybe even potential future Buckeyes. Like I said, we'll be there for Letterman Row. Make sure you stick with us where we cover Ohio State football and recruiting all year long. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, hit the little bell down at the bottom of the screen. You can get it updates whenever we release these videos come hang out with us in the letterman lounge all premium content at letterman row from matt myself and the 40-year vet tim may for one dollar for the entire year right now that is a heck of a deal uh but in the meantime thanks for hanging out with us in the letterman lounge that is matt i'm just spencer we will see you guys in the horseshoe on saturday night